0: It's a special night in the lives of all of us. A night to be beautiful, to be desirable. A night
1: we can break all the rules and make our own. Prom night.
2: Everyone at Hamilton High is getting ready for prom night. It's a day of rehearsals, arrangements, final preparations, and last minute phone calls
1: off track with this shit. If they watch prom night they'd save time. There's a formula to it.
2: A very simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. you still like to play games? Oh. They're too old for games. But someone still wants to play.
0: This has a great cast in it. We've All got right. Leslie Nielsen, we someone have Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Tug, um, Casey McBride, Anne-Marie Martin, and Brock Simpson. I mentioned Brock Simpson, who played the young Nick, but I mentioned him specifically because he was actually in the other three sequels in different characters. Okay, wow.
2: Yes. (laughs) Prom night. If you're not back by midnight, you won't be coming home. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. It was fun That's right folks Raid your closets and find your fanciest clothes The dolls are talking about prom night Though to be fair They're talking about the prom night from 1980 So you might want to raid your parents' closets And now your dolls of horror Summer and Tori
0: Hi guys Welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast My name is Summer And I'm Tori and tonight we'll be discussing 1980s prom nights. Woohoo! Yeah, so I have always really loved this movie. I don't know why. Um, it's not terribly interesting, but it's not bad. Um, but I've always just um, enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed the dancing and the costumes and the music, even though I'm not a disco fan. So, um, yeah, I've loved this one. Um, How have you felt about this one? Did you first see it?
1: Um, I actually saw it for the first time a couple years ago. So, uh, and I haven't seen it very many times, but I do like it.
0: Yeah, I grew up on this one. I probably saw it when I was maybe 10 or so. So I have a long history with this one and with all of its sequels as well. Okay. So yeah, I have a special love for this movie, probably more than it deserves. Right? <laughs> like, uh, what's it called? Um, like, not so, yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Love okay. that movie. Terrible movie. I Nostalgia love it. purposes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, guys, if you have never seen 1980s prom night, I'm, um, and I emphasize 1980 because they did make a remake of this. It is about a high school senior um, at a high school senior prom. A masked killer stalks four teenagers who were who were responsible for the accidental death of a classmate six years previously. Uh-huh. And this has a great cast in it. We've mm-hmm. got Leslie Nielsen, we have Jamie Lee Curtis, uh-huh. Michael Tug, um Casey McBride, and Marie Martin, Mary Beth Rubens, Joy Thompson, Sheldon Wibowski. David Mushi, and Brock Simpson. I mentioned Brock Simpson. He played the young Nick, but I mentioned him specifically because he was actually in the other three sequels in different characters. Okay, wow. Yes. So, completely different characters, but he was had major roles, more of a role than he ever did in this one, in the three sequels. So that was actually fun and exciting for me once I figured that out several years ago. This one was directed by Paul Lynch and the screenplay was written by William Gray and the story was written and conceived by Robert Guza Jr. So what is your favorite kill in this one?
2: Fatality.
0: Oh, you already know what I'm going to say. I think I do. But
1: You should already know that I hate me some bitches, and this bitch deserved to die. Okay, Wendy? <laughs> because she was messing with Jamie Lee Curtis, and you don't mess with Jamie Lee Curtis. That's right. So you liked Wendy's
0: death? Yes, she deserved to die. I really liked her death because she put up a really good fight. She yes. ran and hid, and ran and hid some more. She ran in heels. Yes over and over again yeah up the steps and everything when he found her she just ran to another hiding place so Mm -hmm. she didn't give up and Mm -hmm. that's why i really really love her death Mm -hmm. but my winner is um lou because he had a nice head oh my gosh (laughs) and it's just sitting there on the dance floor yes i love when he chops it off was it with an axe right
1: Yes, I think so.
0: Chops it off with an axe and it rolls down to the front of the dance floor mm-hmm. and just hangs out there. Mm-hmm. And everybody sees it and they're shocked. Yes. I love that scene. I love that still. If I had a horror movie room, I would get a picture of that still alone with his head and the lights shining on it. And yeah, that, that would be part of my collection um, be just cool. because I love the image of it. Yeah, yeah. and pla- And he was a jerk too, so. Yes, he was. How do you feel about the kill creativity in this one? I
1: don't think it was very creative.
0: No, I think this one was more on the realistic side. Yeah, more very practical. And realistically, killing is not actually creative. Yeah. Unfortunately. Or fortunately. (laughs) Whichever way you want to look at it. So they were definitely more practical kills. We had a throat slash... I think the most outlandish one was Lou's head rolling down the well still that that's our decapitation floor. though yes, that's yes, our, that's our decapitation, yes, so um, and then we had the uh the young the young girl falling from the window, which is mm-hmm. just a terrible horrible accident, yes, so yeah, um yeah, not too creative, but they weren't bad, no no. <sighs> How do you feel about the effects? I thought they were good. I think so too, especially because, for
1: 1980. I thought they were really good.
0: Right, for the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially especially the deca- decapitated head uh mm-hmm. they really didn't cheat anything well, with it. They showed it. Yeah. Well, and the van explosion, that was a kill. That, that was good. E- I
1: thought that was a good one. I have a fun fact about that van. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah. How did, I mean, how did Jude get it? She, she was just kind of hanging out the van and, and he got her then, right? Yeah.
1: Um, she, he stabbed her in the van. Producer. Yes.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the characters? Did you like them and how they were developed Yes and no.
1: I think a couple things could have been done better. Um, I really like Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Uh, I really like her date's character. And the two I don't remember what you said their names were. Lou and the other chick. It it almost kind of reminded me of a Carrie type feel because they were trying to ruin the prom. Yes. Because they were like pissed off about stuff that had happened and She wasn't prom queen, and Lou wanted to go to the dance with Jamie, and they were both mad, so they teamed up, and they were going to do
0: something at the prom. So it was almost like a Carrie-type feel. Agreed. Yeah, I got that vibe. In fact, this is a fun fact early for you. Gene Siskel called this movie a watered-down version of Halloween crossed with Carrie. I see that. And another reviewer called it a a um, compilation of Friday the 13th and Saturday Night Fever. hmm <laughs> So what you say completely makes sense, and you are not the only one that thought that.
1: Yeah, I couldn't believe it whenever Jamie Lee Curtis starts doing dance and disco, and I was like, oh, my God.
0: And you know, she actually had to have a dance audition to get this role. Oh, that's great. That's funny. He made her dance. That's awesome. And she actually wanted this role. Her agents sought this role out. They were going to cast some soap opera star at the time. Mm. I don't really know who. Um, I no. wasn't very familiar with soaps in the 1980s. But they already had this other girl that they were going to cast. Mm-hmm. When Jamie Lee's agent reached out to them and said she wants to do it. So she'd already done Halloween, obviously. And I think she may have already done The Fog. Okay. But... They, um, Yeah, but they auditioned her, and they actually made her have a dance audition to make sure she could dance. That's awesome. So she already had it in her, or they wouldn't be giving it to her, which is great. It was probably a super low-budget movie, so they probably, probably could not afford dance lessons for her. Yeah, it, yeah,
1: yeah, it doesn't seem like it had a very high budget.
0: No, no, not at all. And it was a Canadian film, too. Okay. So a majority of these actors that you're looking at are Canadian
1: Okay.
0: Because they got roles where you have to hire a certain number of locals. Mm. Yes. Which is nice because then you're not importing talent when you have good local people. There. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How do you feel about the fashion? Let's talk fashion.
2: Young, hot, and an attitude that says, who cares? It's only fashion. That Hansel's so hot right now
1: my i liked it my fashion yeah. pick was jamie lee curtis when not well she only really wears two outfits i mean right. honestly um it was the high-waisted pants okay because they're really coming in i i i'm to the point now where i only like the high-waisted like really? that? yes i really like the high-waisted um so I really liked her high- and even even skinny jeans because she was wearing bell bottoms and bell bottoms aren't really in right now. People still wear them but it's mainly about the skinny jeans but I like the high
0: waist. Yes. Can you repeat? I didn't hear anything for the last 10 seconds.
1: Okay. I really like the high waisted stuff whether it be jeans or shorts bell bottoms or skinnies I like the high-waisted stuff so I really liked her high-waisted pants and her white top and the blazer
0: yeah it was very nice and
1: I you know I have even bought a couple of blazers yes and have been wearing them and I'll pair it with a dress or with a pair of jeans or a pair of shorts so I really liked that I could see that being in style right now I could see somebody wearing that
0: You know, it's funny that you mentioned that I bought actually a pair of high-waisted bell-bottoms from Walmart.com. And what drew me to these pants was they were button-up, all buttons. So I love
1: the all buttons. Uh I love all buttons.
0: And I like the all buttons. I don't really do the skinny jeans. I'm more of a boot-cut kind of girl. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm less of a bottom person, but I really liked how they looked, and they didn't quite fit, so I had to return them. They were just a little too small, oh. but I'm thinking of reordering in a bigger size. Yeah, yes, because they're so cute. They were so, so, so cute, and of mm-hmm. course they always look better on the model, who's <laughs> <It was laughs> well five foot ten and thin. Yeah, well,
1: and that's why I love the high waisted because it really gives you a nice shape.
0: Yeah. I still prefer the um the low rise, not super low rise, but I like it to hit just right below my belly button. Yeah,
1: I'm not that's not me.
0: <laughs> I was I was
1: actually just looking at shorts online the other day because I'm a member at the com and I love the buckle and they sent me some summertime clothes and I was like, "Oh my gosh, high-waisted shorts." Yes. <laughs> and they were and of course you know the buckle they're mainly daisy dukes i'm like high-waisted daisy dukes hell yes (laughs) i got excited i was was excited so (laughs) i just love the shape they give you
0: i don't wear shorts anymore if i can help it i just want to hide the legs
1: (laughs) and that's always been my issue too but girl i'm working out i'm getting i'm getting
0: this together over here that's great. <laughs> We're going to look so hot when we finally hit a convention. Oh, finally. my God, right? Finally. <laughs> Whenever that happens, it may be a year
1: from now. Oh, my God. I, they We're going to be ready. My, I swear to you, if they take my flashback, heads will roll. I've already said that. Oh, they
0: better not take my Days of the Dead uh, uh, indie. in July. Yeah. Because that's that only too. two weeks before. That too. And I mm. am living for that one. Like, I don't I, care about Dallas. I really, when I saw the yeah. guest list for that one, I was actually kind mm-hmm. of upset that i had signed on for dallas
1: <laughs> yeah and that's july and it's gonna be hot i could mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes i'm gonna watch I'll, the days of dukes
0: i'm gonna suffer through in my in my jeans because i don't want to show my legs
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: hopefully there's good ac in there. oh my gosh!
1: hopefully oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> but i mean i really hope it happens because not only for the convention i want to come see you i miss you so so much yeah and you've never been here no, I've never been there. So that's gonna be very exciting. I'm gonna try to actually get down Thursday. Thursday afternoon or Thursday night if I can make it work. So if I can fun. change if I can change my bus ticket. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can show me some stuff, whatever there is. <laughs> okay. We can find <laughs> some stuff to do. Empty fields, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Not an indie. <laughs> yeah. I want you to show me around your turf. I showed you mine. Okay. Yeah, I took you for beats and stuff. I want I want you to show me where you live. Okay. So, oh, yeah. That'll be fun. It's gonna be so much fun. It better happen. <laughs> um, let's talk about the acting quality. Wait, did you say your fashion pick? Oh no, I did not. My fashion pick is Kelly. Uh when she's standing in her doorway after she gets the obscene call, or maybe it was right before. Mm-hmm and her outfit was a black pencil skirt a white blouse and beige T-strap heels
1: mm, the beige heels
0: <laughs> now, <laughs> i think i i think i'm attracted to the heels just because they remind me of my my dance shoes cuz my okay my dance shoes are they're called technically they're called character shoes and you wear them in the theater cuz they go with everything And I have a pair of beige T-straps, and then I've got a regular strap, and I also have one of each in black, too. Okay. So, but they're the most comfortable heels I've ever had, and I wore them at my wedding. I wear them all the time if I have to wear heels.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: Yes. And then if someone says, hey, are those character shoes? I know they're my friend because they're from the theater. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, yes, they're Capizio's. (laughs) (laughs) so I love the acting quality in this I had not heard of a lot of the actors some I knew a little bit about but not a lot okay of course we all know Jamie Lee Curtis and Leslie Nielsen they're they're legends Jamie Lee was was new at the time so if we were around watching this in 1982 she wasn't quite as big but I mean Leslie Nielsen come on right And then we had Anne-Marie Anne Marie Martin, and she was in a show that I had seen a long time ago called Sledgehammer. I don't remember much about it. It was 1986
1: through 1988.
0: Okay. And then she was also on The Powers of Matthew star, and that one starred Peter Barton, who we met at Flashback. Okay. And he played um, Doug in – the uh, Friday the 13th, part four, he gets his face smashed in. So I remember her from that. She was also on Days Our Lives and Buck Rogers. We had Michael uh, Tooth, who played Alex, the, her brother. Okay. And he didn't do a whole lot of acting, but he went into location management and film. So he is still in the business. He's All just right. on the other side. We had Brock Simpson, and he's the young Nick, like I told you, who was in The Other Prom Nights. And Lou Muchi, who I remember from Unforgiven, and he did an episode of Friday the 13th, the series, if you've ever seen that. No, I haven't. It's fun. It's not, it's not Jason. It's more paranormal. Okay. It's fun. It's it's a fun it's a fun fantasy show, and they used to air it on the science fiction channel before they changed the name to Sci-Fi. Okay. I don't know if they still air it, but they used to show it in reruns for years. Okay, yeah. So if you have a chance to check it out, it's fun. Do you have anything else to add about the actors?
1: No, I think I think it, it pretty much ex- explains itself.
0: Yes. Oh, one more thing, which is kind of upsetting um the young man who played nick her jamie lee's boyfriend yes he only did five acting roles he did one thing after this and no one really knew what happened to him i had to dig a little bit to find out that around 1985 he died from aids oh no that's sad so so just a few years after this he did one more thing one year later and then he obviously was very very ill in 19 mid 80s like no one really knew what was happening then. Mm-hmm. Just everyone was dropping like flies so it's really really tragic. Um the special effects were by Alan Cotter and Warren Keeler. Warren did the prosthetics so he was in charge of that head I love so much. Okay. <laughs>
1: Did you have anything
0: you wanted to add about effects?
1: No, I thought they were good. Uh, They were realistic, especially for the time, which we love. Yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was, I was. I don't want to say I was surprised because I knew that Prom Night has kind of a cult following and I knew it was a decent film. Um, So I don't want to say I was surprised at the effects, but... It being 1980, I mean they were they were very well done.
0: Yeah, I agree. So it, was, it was nice. I definitely agree. Cinematography.
1: I enjoyed the cinematography in this.
0: I liked it too. I especially liked the chase scenes. Yeah, I did.
1: And I liked it whenever uh, he was hiding in the bushes and in the trees while they were out at the bluffs. I always like seeing things from the killer's point of view.
0: Exactly. I love that. I love it when they do that. Mm -hmm.
1: So I liked that a
0: lot. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. The cinematography for this one was done by Robert New. So how about prop you would like to own?
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> okay i am a corvette girl okay i have always 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 ever since i can remember loved corvettes the older the better not yeah. the, not the new crap i don't want no i i would much rather have a 1980s corvette than a 2020
0: i don't want i the, hate the new ones I yeah think they're so ugly they
1: are i do not want a new corvette i want the old as old as it can be Uh, so I want the orange Corvette because that, the orange Corvette with T-tops, oh my God. I loved it.
0: (laughs) That's amazing.
1: Yeah, I want it.
0: That's, that's an awfully big prop.
1: (laughs) I don't care. It can be parked at my driveway and I'll be like, oh, it's from prom night.
0: (laughs) Well, mine's pretty unoriginal and pretty standard. I want the killer's mask because it was all sparkly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> as kevin said from it's a horror podcast he's like that thing was all bedazzled out he said mm-hmm. it shines more than the disco ball oh, and he's God. not wrong yeah so i really really need that mask by the way that actor who played the older alex still has that mask oh wow yes the original mask that's awesome. he says it's very popular with his kids when it's prom time that's great and that, I also loved hearing that when he said that because they want him to show up as Alex in the mask at their prom, right? That's amazing. Right. And the kids love it, he said. Which mm-hmm. is pretty great because that means this movie hasn't died. Yes. Yes. So I really, really loved hearing that. Are you ready for my epic line? Yes.
1: <laughs> I. It took me... It took, I, I watched this movie two times. <clears throat> Not because... I hadn't already seen it because, like I said, if I have not seen a movie, I will watch it one time just to kind of take it all in. And then I'll watch it a second time to actually take my notes. Well, I had a hard time finding an epic line during the first time I watched it. So I watched it again. And then all of a sudden it hit me. And I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Whenever she confronts Jamie Lee Curtis in the gym before the prom, whenever Jamie is practicing her dance moves, mm-hmm. she comes in there and she says, it's not who you go with, honey. It's who takes you home. And, and, I'm then, like, and then she says, I'll try to remember. Yeah. And I was like,
2: yes. You seem a little anxious, Wendy. By the way, who are you going with tonight? It's not who you go with, honey. It's who takes you home. I'll try to remember.
1: Yes, that makes so much. Because it's not who you go to prom with. It's who takes you home from prom.
0: (laughs) That's what it's about. Well, I'll tell you something. That was also my epic line. Oh, that's awesome. I do have a runner-up, which I'll mention, since that's yours. Okay. But that was my number one. And the reason it's my number one is it is actually in all four prom night movies.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Not the remake, but. Parts one, two, three, and four, it's mentioned at some point. That line is quoted. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I chose such an epic line. Yes, it's epic for the entire series. Yeah, it really is. is But my other favorite line is between Jude and her mother in the beginning after she gets her call. Yes. Mom says, still no date. She says, getting closer though. Oh boy. An obscene call and not very obscene at that. And her mom's expression on her face is hilarious. Yeah,
1: I, I like that. I thought that was funny. <sighs> I'll
0: see you at the prom. Still no date. Getting closer though. her. boy. An obscene call and not very obscene at that. I've always loved that line. I thought it was so, I always think it's so funny. But yeah, the epic line was. Just because, for me, it's in all four movies, so it's very epic for the entire series. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that you picked that. Mm-hmm. I also really, really liked at the prom when uh, Slick is introducing himself. And he says, I'm Slick. And Nick's like, so I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: This is Seymour. We've met and I'm, I'm slick. So I noticed.
1: Yeah. Well, and I thought it was hilarious. Um, I, I wouldn't really consider it an epic line, but I did kind of kind of consider it. She had just met that guy that morning, and he had given her a ride to school. I know. And then that same night... She's like, I can't believe I didn't know you this morning. <laughs> and they just got done having sex. And I'm like, Jesus, oh, my God. What is going on here? <laughs> you're sitting here basically admitting, I didn't know who you were this morning. I just met you. But here, I'm going to go ahead and sleep with you. And you're in your van of all places, which it was the 80s. It was the 70s, 80s, whatever. It's his shagging wagon. It's his shagging wagon, yeah. So that's what they did back then, I guess. But it's like, jeez, you just met the guy this morning. He <laughs> takes you to prom, and then you still feel obligated to sleep with him in his van. Come on, man. Have some respect.
0: Well, he she didn't do anything she didn't want to do. Well, true. Yeah, I'm not saying. No, she was very happy. Yes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
1: Jeez. <laughs> You've known the guy for less than 24 hours.
0: <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> Let's talk some music. Okay. So the interesting thing about this music is it was composed by the same two people that worked on Black Christmas, the original. Oh. Yeah. When I was reading the credits, I recognized this name. And I'm like, wait a second. I just talked about this guy. What movie was it? Yes, it was Black Christmas. Okay. And so it was... By Carl Zetier and Paul Zaza. <clears throat> Paul actually wrote all the disco music. Oh, wow. And he wrote the ending title song, Fade to Black, which was performed by Gordine Simpson. Okay. And he composed all the orchestrations. Now, all this disco music that he wrote, he had to write it all within five days. Oh, my gosh.
1: What about the prom night song they danced to?
0: That's included in yeah. Oh, gotcha. wow. He His songs include Prom Night, Changes, Dancing in the Moonlight, Time to Turn Around, and Love Me Till I Die. Those are the songs that he wrote for this movie. Nice. And originally how that happened was they had filmed the movie using real top 40 disco hits. Okay. Which was a huge mistake. Yes. Because they realized very quickly that they could not afford these songs. Yes. I, th- I think Paul said in an interview that the cost of one song was more than the entire budget of the movie. Oh, wow. Right. So they told him to write five new songs that sound like these songs, but don't sound so much like <laughs> these songs that they're going to get sued.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: And by the way, they still got sued. Oh, wow. But he said that it's was something like they sued for, like, 10 million and they settled for 50,000 type thing. (laughs) Oh God, that's a big, uh, that's a big jump. Yeah. But yeah, so they still got sued. And so, but he only had five days to write all this music and the music had to fit their dance steps. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So it had to sound similar. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, but I've always actually enjoyed this music and I'm not really a disco fan exactly. I don't mind it, but I've really enjoyed the prom night song and the dancing in the moonlight moon song. I'm gonna tell you something,
1: Summer. Uh huh. I don't think anybody was ever actually a disco fan. Okay. <laughs> it was just something that happened. Okay, and people <laughs> just accepted it and went along
0: with it. I still know people that that enjoy it a lot. Older oh people gosh. who they grew, they were there when it happened. So they're not trying to get... And that's what I'm saying. The groovy. 80s,
1: okay, the 80s happened as well, but we're not going to dress like that and we're not going to do our hair like that again. <laughs> you might have enjoyed it whenever you were in it, but it's not... Oh.
0: This is hilarious because we were just talking about bell-bottoms and they are coming back.
1: <laughs> they are. They've been, they've been back for a long time. I wore bell-bottoms when I was a teenager.
0: Oh, me too, but they I went mean, away again They yeah. got skinny jeans, but they're starting yeah. to make a comeback again.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Which I'm excited about because I, I don't like skinny jeans. I never wear skinny jeans. So I'm excited for the bell bottoms. I do. I just, I'm not skinny enough for skinny jeans.
1: I'm not skinny enough for skinny jeans either, but you know, <laughs> you just gotta wear what you gotta wear.
0: <laughs> I always buy the boot cut. I'm not skinny enough for the skinny jeans. <laughs> Let's talk about the pacing in this one.
1: I think that it was pretty good.
0: Yes, I they, think they,
1: that... They, they, yeah, they, they quickly grab your attention. And they do. Hold it.
0: Yes, I think it was very interesting how they grabbed your attention with the kids in the accident. Mm-hmm. To make you wonder, how is this going to tie in
1: mm-hmm.
0: to what's about to happen?
1: Yeah.
0: However, I do feel that the pacing on this is, is slow. Okay. But I also think it's steady. So, it it continually ramps up. It's it's a slow... Yeah. Yeah. Especially I mean, the seen, first mean, half an hour.
1: I've seen slower ones. I've seen movies oh, yeah. that start out so slow that I'm like, um, should I even continue? <laughs> so, this one wasn't that bad for me.
0: No, no. It was steady, but it did start off kind of slow. Yeah. But they piqued your interest with the accident in the beginning, and you want to know Ooh. how this is going to tie in and what's going to go on. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. how <laughs> how well do you suppose this movie has actually aged, though? Well,
1: uh, if it wasn't for the disco and certain other aspects, I think it would have aged very well. But you can definitely tell its age by the disco setup and the prom and stuff like that.
0: You can, yes, tell. it's 1980, and it feels like it, right? Yes,
1: yes, it does. <laughs> yes
0: and how did you feel when you found out who the killer was i liked it yeah
1: i liked who the killer was
0: did you see it coming i'm gonna have to
1: say uh, no i didn't know exactly who it was gonna be but obviously from the beginning when the girl has the accident you know it's somebody she knows, you know mm-hmm. it's somebody that knows the truth,
0: yeah, well, in the beginning, they did pan up to the little brother's face,
1: did they They actually showed his face? Yes, did
0: I miss that it It was about two seconds worth of film, so it okay.
1: was
0: it they showed his feet walking up, and then the yeah. camera pans up to his face for a second, okay, yes, so they did show you that it was him. I guess you're just supposed to forget about it, though. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting that he was wearing, like, lipstick. He was wearing the missing red lipstick from his mother. Yes. That is odd.
1: I don't know why they did that.
0: Do you suppose it was trying to, he was trying to channel his sister?
1: But his sister was a child, though.
0: Yeah, but they were supposed to be twins. So uh... she would have been at that prompt.
1: Yeah, she would have been at the prom and probably wearing lipstick. and
0: In the dress. and Maybe that's why his hood sparkled, too. Maybe. Let's
1: talk about that for a second. About Uh the makeup. Okay? Because whenever she, what's-her-face, goes in the bathroom, and she's like, have you got any mascara? Mm Mm-hmm. Bitch, you don't need any more mascara. Your eyelashes (laughs) look like spider legs. What are you doing? (laughs) Clumping more mascara on there. You don't need no more mascara. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. <laughs> I swear I can't stand it They should sit there and clump the mascara on And their eyelashes look like spiders Yes
0: There's and it. over and over and over again Can you imagine how crunchy their eyelashes are At the end of the night
1: Exactly crunchy That's Oh no it's horrible, it's horrible.
0: <laughs> But it's true crunchy It is I've had crunchy eyelashes before Oh dear
1: That's one of my darkest days <laughs> <laughs> Can't have that
0: did you like the story yes i did me too
1: i thought it was a good plot a good story a good horror film because and i like you know i like movies like this like scream and prom Mm -hmm. night and ones that are very relatable to teenagers because everybody goes to prom yes you know and and Everybody, you know, teenage films like that that have teenagers and that are about high school, everybody can relate to. Them. Yes, so I'm always down for a good or not always, but yeah, I really enjoy plots that have to do with going to high school.
0: Can we talk about Scream for a second? Sure, so you know, in Scream, they they mention this movie a couple of times, yes, they do now, and they also mention, of course, the rules, right? Yes, yes. and in the rules Uh the people who have sex die because as randy says it's the sin factor right yes he also said in scream if they'd watch prom night they'd save time there's a formula to it a very Uh simple formula Uh right Uh Uh now let's talk about they broke the rules yes who dies in this the girl that refused to have sex with her boyfriend Exactly. And it's clear that she's never done it before, so she's the virgin, yep. and she got killed. Yep. They broke the rules. Yes, they did. Yes. And Randy should know that. Randy should know that. What's wrong, Randy? <laughs> Come on, get it together, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I expect more from Randy. Randy is the expert.
1: Yes. he claimed,
0: or He's a self-proclaimed expert. Yes, he is. So, self-proclaimed. <laughs> yes. So... I just thought it interesting that they mentioned this movie a couple of times in Scream, but mm-hmm. they actually broke the rules in this movie with mm-hmm. who was going to get killed. Yes. Right? Yep. Because it was clear from their conversation that Jamie Lee was actually not a virgin. Really? Yeah. Do you remember? No, I don't. I can't remember exactly what it said, but uh, no, that was Jude who said it's like getting a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, no, they made it very, very clear that none of these girls were virgins except for... That one. Kelly. Yeah, yeah except for the one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. hmm Um, was this movie scary? No. Not for me, either. Do you think it would have been in
1: 1980? No, I don't think it would have been scary in 1980, either, I just think it was a good, entertaining story.
0: Yes. And I think yes. that's
1: probably all it was ever meant to be. Yes. I don't think it was ever actually meant to be scary.
0: I remember watching this for the first time renting it, and i the only reason I rented it, I didn't know anything about it, mm-hmm. except it had the word prominent, so clearly there'd probably be some dancing. Yeah. I hoped. And... They, I really loved the cover on the VHS.
1: Okay, I have re- it.
0: It's a hood, and it was a the black hood, the black mask with um a knife in front of it, hold, holding straight upright in front of it. Okay, it was very, very, very like classic. It was great.
1: Okay,
0: and they've updated, of course, since then. But I really love that classic cover. Mm-hmm. How? Would you rate this movie overall?
1: Overall, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna take into consideration that it's kind of a cult classic. It has mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis in it. it it's and I, it, she's a scream queen, it's part of her, you know, legacy, part of her scre- scream queen. Um, so based on all of that and me liking it and liking the plot, I'm gonna go ahead and give it seven dolls. Yes seven I think seven's a good one for me
0: I'm gonna give it a seven as well I really love this movie I grew up with it of course Mm -hmm. but I've always enjoyed it and I really love dancing and so if you like your slasher films with a five minute dance sequence then by all means this one is for you yeah and that's also a quote from Kevin (laughs) that's funny and I asked his permission to to quote him on this tonight And I said, can I just, can I use your lines? Because you described it so perfectly and I can't do any better. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, of course. So thank you, Kevin, for providing your smart Alec comments. (laughs) Yes.
1: We love smart Alec comments.
0: Yes. I have a few just random notes and then I have some fun facts. Okay. Um, A couple of the notes that I had is... This is the second time that Jamie Lee Curtis had a murderous brother.
1: True. That is true. Okay.
0: (laughs) Until the new Halloween came out and they changed the story and said it wasn't the brother. But for the last 40 years, you thought it was the brother. Yes. Right? Yes. And it occurred to me that the basic steps that they were doing in the disco, Uh I know those steps. I swing dance those steps to a different rhythm, okay. but they're, but they're the same steps.
1: Okay. That's and it just
0: shows you where the roots of dance come from. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, most of what they were doing, if you put a big band on it, it, you could do the same thing. Yeah. Which is great. So I really, really loved that five minute dance sequence. I've always loved that scene. I always watched that scene. So, okay. yes. Are you ready for some fun facts? Yes. Okay. Uh, this one was released the same year as Friday the 13th. Okay. Paul sure. Lynch, who is the director, was having trouble securing financing until Jamie Lee Curtis signed on. So no one wanted to back this movie until she was on board.
1: Oh, we'll see. That's another, yeah, that's another pr- reason, good, good decision on their part to go ahead and get her instead of the other person.
0: Exactly. Exactly. huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other person was probably Canadian because everyone else in this movie was. Mm-hmm. They probably had to fight to get her because she was American and mm-hmm. where it was being filmed at. But I, I really, really loved it. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, she did all her own stunts, too. That's nice. Yeah. So the fight in the end, that's all her. Yeah. According to the Blu-ray commentary, the director stated that the van that goes off the cliff was actually stolen by the stunt coordinator. What? He didn't tell me who it was stolen from. That is funny. <laughs> yes. Hamilton High School is the one setting that all of the prom night movies have in common. Okay, that's another awesome thing. I like when
1: sequels have stuff in common with the original.
0: Yes. Now, there's completely different storylines. So so for part two, they start off, I believe, in the 1950s. Oh, wow. And Mary Lou is the prom queen, and she dies and comes back to haunt. And part three, I think, is more up to date. Part four doesn't really take place at the prom exactly. They just kind of drive by. Okay. But they still drive by Hamilton High School okay so you have to watch those movies they're all available for streaming I think so i've actually
1: seen part two the mary lou one yeah um but the other ones i have not seen
0: part three is hilarious okay. part three is meant to be a comedy with a little bit of gore okay i really believe that it was meant to be a comedy and part four takes itself way too seriously <laughs> <laughs> Like, dude, you're part, like, dude, you're part four, okay? <laughs> seriously. For the storyline they chose, they took themselves way too seriously. Okay. I still enjoy it. I still watch it. I still own it. But it's kind of like, you're like, come on. <laughs> you know? Um, Michael Tuff keeps, uh, he kept the mask that he wore. I already said that the prom scene was shot okay i already said that (laughs) Mm -hmm. sorry i didn't i normally check off notes as i say them. let's talk about
1: for a second
0: talk about what the guy that kept the mask yeah
1: we would be so horrible if we ever were actors and acted in horror movies we'd want to keep everything
0: we'd want to keep everything
1: you know we would you know we would want to keep all of it we're like we're keeping this we're keeping this we're keeping this <laughs> I don't want to keep all of it. I'd he,
0: love it yeah and he actually said that he didn't even know the mask was still around until he found it in his mother's like attic oh wow so it, 20 years had passed and then he found it wow. so but yeah he kept he kept his mask uh-huh They probably didn't even care. They're like, whatever. It's just more stuff to store, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, movies
1: like this, um, there are a lot of movies that get made. You don't know how big they're going to be until they get released. Right. So a lot of places probably didn't keep a bunch of props. But me being the person that I am, I just keep everything.
0: (laughs) And, I mean, remember think of how many props wardrobe everything is used in these movies yes the more they keep the more they have to pay for in storage yes right yes so it doesn't do them a service to keep a lot of things especially if Mm -hmm. it's a low budget because Mm -hmm. where they where are they going to put it exactly this movie had a budget of one and a half million and worldwide it made uh almost 15 million Oh, Wow, that's so, a really good profit, yes, in 1980. Mm-hmm. So it made its money back and then a lot more, which is yeah. great, yeah, which is great. Unlike the movie we recorded, um, The Hand Who Was in the Red, <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> oh man, I didn't the know mo- that, it did the movie, that badly.
1: The movie was not terrible. I'm not gonna let me rephrase that because right. I, I liked the movie. I feel terrible. That it did so terrible as far as making their money back.
0: Yeah, that it flopped so terribly. It's yeah, like that
1: was terrible. The movie was not terrible though.
0: Man, i i told I told Henry that last night, and he said, "Really?" And then I told him who the director was, and he said, "Whoa, really?" Yeah. <laughs> then I said, "I'm surprised he still had a career after that flop like that." Yeah. Because <laughs> that yeah. was his first movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> This was Anne-Marie Martin's final appearance where she was billed as Eddie Benton. Now, she's the one that played Wendy, the bitch. Okay. Okay. Her birth name is Edmona Benton. Okay. So, she went from Eddie to (laughs) (laughs) Anne-Marie. That's funny. (laughs) Okay. Um, Anne-Marie Martin was also previously married to Michael Crichton. Okay. Who was in charge of creating things like ER? Oh, wow. Yeah. As well as a million other things. This one was shot in 24 days. Another one. I like,
1: we're doing a lot of those movies that were shot in 30 days or less.
0: Yes. I think, and they're not bad. I think The Hand was the only one that was shot over two months. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. This movie takes place in central Ohio. Ooh, And they came to that conclusion, whoever found that fact out, based on the area code that was being used in the telephone calls? Okay. Right. It was shot in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And the locations were the Langstaff Jail, um, Don Mills Collegiate Institute, St. James Cemetery, and the abandoned Queens... um, uh, what was it Queen Saint Mental Hospital? That's okay. where they shot the the scenes in the beginning with the children. So Ooh, okay. that was actually an abandoned mental hospital. I love that. That's amazing. Yes, and the Scarborough Bluffs. Obviously, we know where that was, where they're and walking what? and also yes. parking. Yes. In the Netherlands, this movie was called Bloody Midnight. Mm, not buying it. Nope. Don't no. it. <laughs> it has eight kills. Oh. And uh, Leslie Nielsen was a huge practical jokester and he was constantly set off a fart machine on the set. (laughs) That one made me laugh. Yeah. The actors that were interviewed for the documentary I saw, they all told that story. So, you know, it's true. Yeah. (laughs) So, do we have anything else to say about 1980s Promenade?
1: Um, I don't think so. Other than if you haven't seen it, you really should go out and watch it because it's part of Jamie Lee Curtis's Scream Queen. It's mentioned in Scream and so many other movies. So if you haven't seen it, you really should just so you can say that you have and be a true horror fan. <laughs> you got to watch it.
0: Yes, I agree with all of that. And especially if you like some fun music. Well, there you go. Or if you like Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But her catalog is so big.
1: Yes, it is.
0: I mean, look at how long she's been doing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not horror, but... Just everything. She's done everything. everything the other movies as well. Oh, I'm a huge fan. And she's an author of... She's a children's author. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. She's written many children's books. Okay. And I, uh, I enjoy them. They're, they're very, very cute. So, and they also have meaningful stories. There was one, her daughter in real life is adopted. Okay. And so one of her books was called, Tell Me Again About the Night I Was Born. Okay. And it tells the, an adoption story. That's great. Yes, it's beautiful. So, yes, I'm, I'm a big, big fan. And this movie, as of time of recording, it is currently streaming for free on Tubi. If mm-hmm. you want to go check it out there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm sure it's streaming other places as well because people like this one, apparently. So
1: Yeah, I, wa- I watched it on Tubi. That's how I watched it.
0: Yep. I watched it a little bit on Tubi because I was walking around the house, so I was just using my phone. But then I put in the DVD player. Too. Okay.
1: Well, you know, I'm a horror fan and I have children, so now I'm gonna have to sit here and give my children these books simply because of Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: They're really, really nice. They're they're really good. They're really good books. Okay. So yes, they're they're lovely. I don't know if she's written any recent but she I think she put out she put out at least at least four. Okay. Yeah, at least four. So Yep. Are you excited for the next Halloween movie? I think it's coming out this year. I haven't heard much
1: about it, but I'm definitely interested.
0: I think I'll be seeing it. I know I'll be seeing it. Okay. For sure. I'll make Henry go with me.
1: Well, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure I'll go to theaters and see it. I'm sure I will. I just haven't really been, it's not one that I've been looking forward to or heard too much about. But yeah, I'm sure I'll go see it.
0: I was looking forward to the last one a lot more. Okay. The one that was in 2018. I was looking forward to that one a Mm -hmm. lot more. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I didn't really care for the whole none of the other movies exist type plot. Yeah, I didn't really care for the newest one that I saw in theaters and I shouldn't have. I liked it. I'm not sorry I saw it in the theater. Because I have a special relationship with Halloween and the theater. As I said in a a previous episode that Halloween Part 6, that terrible, awful sequel... Was my very first theater horror movie. Oh! So when I heard the Halloween theme song with that big sound on the big screen, yes. and then I saw the mask, I got the feels. I yes. I got a little. I got a little emotional just being taken back to that place. Yes, for sure. So I'm definitely going to be going to see it in the theater, no matter how I felt about the other one, just to get that feeling back because yeah. it was it was kind of magical. And mm-hmm. you're laughing at me, everybody. I know it's silly, but it's my magic. OK, so leave no, me alone. it's not silly at all. And I think any true horror fan or movie fan knows
1: exactly what you're talking about, because I mean, I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street, the original one so many times. And then it came to theaters, and I was like, I have to go see it. And the person I was with at the time was like, why? You've seen it a gazillion times. <laughs> I said, I don't care. I haven't seen it on the big screen. And I tell you what, I almost started crying. <laughs> because it was that magical.
0: Right? I did, I did get a little moist in the eyes. I really did. And I felt so silly. i felt so dumb i was like are you are you kidding me is this really happening right now i didn't
1: feel dumb at all i was like yes i'm seeing nightmare on elm street on the big screen i'm getting all the feels all the sounds and the opening and him in the boiler i mean
0: if you don't get the feels you're not a true fan i would get the feels for a nightmare on elm street no questions about mm-hmm. it because it's a nightmare on elm street
1: yeah and I, my ticket stubs i have the two ticket stubs from the movie theater that say a nightmare on elm street <laughs> those are like my new prized possession like i Uh-oh. want to frame them they're like, <laughs> they on my bulletin board right now and i want to frame them because they're my prized possessions.
0: get robert england to sign them no kidding exactly <laughs> yeah no
1: kidding and then laminate them exactly Get a really, you know, a laminator, though, might melt the ticket because the tickets are so fragile and thin. But, oh, it's that thin paper type of ticket? Yeah. Get Robert England to sign them or do something. And then, yeah, frame them. I, I think I'll do that. Because I have two tickets. So I'll have one where it shows, an Art Elm Street. And then the other ticket I'll flip over where it's blank. And he can maybe sign that. And then I'll frame one face in front and frame the other one turned over where he signed it. That's
0: a great idea. That's I'm gonna have to do that. That's a really really good idea. I'm gonna have to do it for sure. Mm-hmm. That's so that's so funny. If I if I ever got to see a Nightmare on Elm Street in the theater, I would flip. Mm-hmm. It, it, I would lose my shit. I would be so excited. Mm-hmm. So. I get it. I, I get it. I definitely get that one.
1: Mm-hmm. Magical. It's
0: so magical. But again, Nightmare on Elm Street is not is not Halloween. Like it's better. True. It's way better. So yeah, I felt pretty silly getting all, all teary <laughs> in Halloween, especially yeah. since the first Halloween movie I saw in the theater was t- terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like the worst sequel. Yeah, second worst sequel change my mind second or sequel to that franchise
1: i think we need to start a campaign or somebody needs to start a campaign to ha- start having the old horror movies brought back to theaters i think they would do very
0: well oh yeah because there's people like us that are in our 30s and we're ready yeah we want to see all the old horror movies in theater and we missed it the first time around Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we want them back yes we do and then there are th- there's the younger horror fans yeah which, I mean, they would really, really love it. I think right? so, yeah. Yeah, I, right. think, I think
1: that the newer generation, obviously they made a new Nightmare on Elm Street. And they're trying to make it for the new generations. But I still think that even them, even they would still want to go see the old ones if they're fans. Yes. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Shall we do some shout outs?
0: Sure. How about you go?
1: Um my only real shout outs are to Jason who did our amazing logo. Jason Shepard, we love you. Yep. Yep, he did our amazing logo and he's done a bunch of other artwork for me. Um, he's staying very busy. Um, that's great for him. That's amazing. Yes, he ha- he's doing commissions all like he's staying so busy with commissions. So excited. Mhm. Um, the only other real shout out I would say is Alexa.
0: <laughs> hey Alexa.
2: Oh hey. <laughs> you always catch me off guard because I never know when you're gonna call on me. So. <laughs> we putting
0: you to sleep out of there?
2: No, no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> so I just wasn't ready to uh, turn my mic on. That's all. So.
0: Alexa is our wonderful producer, otherwise known as Jesse Randall. Hey. Uh huh. Uh
1: huh. Give
0: it up. <laughs> and he does great work for us, and we love him and appreciate him for everything that he does i we we love and appreciate him for tolerating us, oh, that too well, we can be intoler- intolerable
2: <laughs> I, I don't I wouldn't say that you're intolerable i mean maybe 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 an acquired taste, no I'm just kidding I'm kidding <laughs> yeah I,
1: can, I, I, I have no shame i agree
2: no 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 it's you you're fine i mean I kid because I love <laughs> so.
0: You're like you're just fine. You're fine.
2: Well, what do you want me to say? You paint me into a corner here. You're fine.
0: Jesse, that's what I say about movies. That I really hate, but I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah, it was, it was fine. It was just fine. I understand. No, but really, no, really, it was fine.
2: Really. But you're not a movie, though. You're a person, so you can't be likened to the same kind of scrutiny, though. So, I'm just saying.
0: You're right. We're way harsher on movies than we people oh my god right yeah,
2: if I say that somebody, uh, if I say you're fine, what I'm saying is anything that I just said prior to that that was mean or could have possibly been construed as mean was is being nullified. Like I didn't mean it. That's that's when I like, oh, you're fine, you're fine. Like that's that's <laughs> what that means. So yeah, don't, don't don't misread that as to like, oh, you're you're okay, but uh, <laughs> you know I could be doing much better, but you're okay. So no, I'm, I'm, that's not how it is at all. So.
0: Well, it's really funny about the whole fine thing because I didn't realize that that was my, my code for I really didn't like it until I was having a conversation with our previous guest, Billy Worley, about I Spit on Your Grave. And he had mentioned watching it when he was a kid and then he had mentioned – this wasn't on the show. This was just us talking. And then he'd mentioned – he's like, I think they made a remake. and I said, yeah, they did. I said, it was fine. said it was just fine and he's like so you're saying it sucks yeah (laughs) and i said he's like you know what that's pretty much my code i get i got it
2: yep right yeah even
0: he even he knew my code
2: Yeah. Well, in that context, that totally makes sense. Because when you're like, uh, because when you're saying it without anything else, like you're just describing something that somebody may not even know anything about, and you're like, it's fine. Like, yeah, you're you're basically saying like, eh, eh, like that's that's but but they're words instead of just noises. <laughs> eh. Yes. Yes. So
0: yeah. That's my equivalent of an eh. Yeah. It's fine, <laughs> man. Right. Okay, some other shout-outs. Well, first of all, we have a new iTunes review I want to read on the air. Ooh, yay. Right. So this one is titled, Just a Fan, and screen name, Willy Wonko. Willy Wonko. Wonko, it says, W-A-N-K-O. Oh Oh my gosh, Wonko, okay. (laughs) Okay, Willy Wonko writes... The Dolls of Horror, Summer and Tori, are two of the most amazing, entertaining, smart, funny people I have listened to on a podcast. Their horror knowledge is phenomenal, and insights into each film, they are so entertaining. Let them take you through amazing history of horror films. You will learn new things about the films you love and fall in love with these two amazing ladies. i stop at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done yet. if they were on star search I give them four stars but since that has been canceled for a hundred years 10 stars if you love horror go listen now and tell your friends
1: he broke out the star search
0: yes he's showing his age showing his age just yes so Willy Wonka we love you thank you we do (laughs) best review ever yes (laughs) and I laughed I laughed when I when I read it first I read the screen name and that made me laugh and then I was like oh and then I laughed it was some more so yeah you sent it to me and I was like oh my gosh yes as I send you all the reviews if if I ever see a review or whether it's on Facebook or iTunes or wherever Mm -hmm. come up I will always screenshot it and send it to her Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and of course we have to shout out the wonderful guys it, it's a horror podcast yes Wes and Kevin mm-hmm. by the time this drops I'm pretty sure we all have already put out our episode with Wes that we haven't yet recorded but I'm sure it's amazing mm-hmm. and I'm really looking forward to collaborating with him because he's just a class act and he taught us how to podcast yes So We love Wes and we love Kevin so much and we love their show. Whenever one of their shows comes onto my iTunes, I get so, 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 so excited. (laughs) And I'm having a lot of trouble resisting listening right now because they just put out their show for their Patreon supporters and I'm one of them a week early. And the episode is on screen. The Scream franchise, mm-hmm. but I don't want to listen because I want to be surprised at anything he has to say.
1: Yes, you don't want, and because we're, we're gonna, our next movie is gonna be Scream, yes. and we we don't want to have a biased opinion. We want to have right. our own opinions,
0: right? And I don't want to be, I don't want to know what he's going to say, yes, at all, yes. So I I'm really resisting the urge to go run and listen to this this special early episode. I told him I said I'm not listening yet, but. By the time but Wednesday night which is when we record it's all yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can resist until then yes I'm going to myself okay. but it's because I want the authentic experience just like Tori and I never share our, our picks our fashion moment our epic Mm-mm. line we never share any of that stuff Mm-mm. before recording we yeah. save it all for real time so you guys
1: can get honest reactions out of us right and, yeah now I might text her and be like, "Oh my god, I got my fashion pick! Oh my god, I got my epic line! Oh my god, I bet you know what it is." We will, te- we will text each other that kinds of stuff, but we never tell each other.
0: Nope, 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 nope. And sometimes we're right, and sometimes we are so wrong. Yes. Sometimes, <laughs> yes. Well, you thought my my fashion was it fashion moment was going to be um, in Thirteen Ghosts, the boobs. No, it wasn't fashion. It was the line. It was the
1: line or something because I thought it was going to be about boobs. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's going to be about boobs.
0: Yep. Nope. Nope. It it was not. But I completely understand why you would have thought that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is a question to our listeners. First of all, we love you. Mm-hmm. and we love hearing from you yes and it really really makes our day when we do hear from any yes of you guys. so please reach out exactly but what would you like to hear us cover in the near future mm-hmm. what movies right because mm-hmm. we have so many options right now that we're really having trouble making a decision. Mm
1: -hmm. and if you reach out to us with a really good movie suggestion we might ask you to be
0: on as a guest right exactly or shout you out too yeah we're definitely we're definitely going to shout you out like for the people under the stairs episode we're definitely going to shout you out on that one yes yeah but we're having a little trouble making up our minds on what to record next i chose this one because It is April and it is prom season, even though right now in 2020, we're in the middle of coronavirus hell. Mm -hmm. There might not be a 2020 prom. Right. There are no 2020 proms. Everything's canceled. Graduation's canceled. It's It's official. Things are canceled. Yeah, I'd be livid. Yeah. So there's no, there's no proms right now. There is no graduations right now. But I picked it because it is prom season. And so Mm -hmm. if you can't have a real prom, you might as well go watch prom night and listen to some Dolls of Horror. Am I right? Yeah. Get dressed up. Wear your prom dress. Yes. Go ahead and put on a
1: dress. Get some snacky snacks. You know? (laughs) Have your boyfriend over.
0: Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. So we're looking for some suggestions. We have some ideas. But we really want to know what you guys want to hear. Yeah, definitely.
2: Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And we, we are saving some things for the summer season. Mm-hmm. Like we're planning on doing Jaws, mm-hmm. Piranha. Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever. Uh, mm-hmm. What else do we decide on to do for the summer?
1: Uh, maybe possibly a Friday the 13th. Yeah,
0: maybe we'll probably camp. knock out part two. Uh, maybe Sleepaway Camp. Definitely Sleepaway Camp.
1: Um, yeah, just summertime movies, camp movies, stuff like that. Um, so that's going to be for our summertime stuff. But yeah, whatever you guys want to hear, if you guys can think of something that you wanna,
0: want us to cover, let us know. Exactly. We're also toying around. We haven't really worked out the details yet. Maybe this will be a some special episodes for our Patreon subscribers. But we're talking about doing mini-episodes for Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. Because we and love Tales from the Crypt. Love them. Love. I love all yes. of the seasons. I love them yes. all. Except there's one episode that I really, really, really hate. <gasps> I know. It's the, last epi- it's the last episode of the last season, and it's a cartoon. Okay. It looks like Ren and Stimpy. Okay. I'll have it's, to watch it. It's a cartoon, and I despise it because... I hate cartoons. Okay. And so after such a promising series, I said, this is how they went out? Really? <laughs> <laughs> are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. So we're trying to, because the episodes are only, what, 20 to 24 minutes long, depending mm-hmm. on the episode. hmm So we can't hit all the topics, because there aren't all those topics to hit. hmm But, so we're still working out the details on that. And I figure we will just start from season one, episode one, and go on. Yeah. And we're also thinking about doing a live show maybe on Instagram or... Right. Or something live. But Well, I definitely show. want to do some live streams. Maybe yeah. not necessarily a show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. but or some live streams.
0: I would love so much to do some live streams with you because it just looks like fun. I figured out how to do it on Instagram. I haven't figured out how to do it on Facebook yet.
1: Facebook. I know how to do um, live. You have to do the Facebook app. It's through the Facebook app. You have to go live.
0: I know how to do that part, but I don't know how to add somebody. Okay. You know, but I know I figured out Instagram is I would start it and then you would send a request to be a guest and I accept and There we go. But I haven't figured out the Facebook. So if anybody can help me out and help me figure that out, I'd appreciate it because I really want to do Facebook Live Woo-hoo. with with Tori, who is not in the same state as my, myself. Yes. So, yes. anyway. So that's what—that's some of the things that we have on the horizon and some things we're thinking about doing. And like I said, I think maybe the Tales from the Crypt, that could be for our Patreon subscribers or something. That would be fun. A little mm-hmm. bonus material for them, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be awesome. And, right. And we were going to record a bunch of those episodes when we were together in May. Mm-hmm. So we could be in the same room when doing it. But that's not going to happen right now. So we don't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen at some point. I promise mm-hmm. you that. Okay. Mm-hmm okay so that about wraps it up unless you have something else
1: um yeah we totally forgot to
0: shout out christy from nightmare toys (gasps) oh my god i'm a terrible friend (laughs) (laughs) we um christy from nightmare toys
1: she's amazing she has a lot of great horror toys um she's in las vegas now she's great
0: she is so awesome If you did not listen to our April Fool's Day episode, please check it out. She's our special guest for that one. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And she is just so much fun. A a great, great person. A really great friend. She's the type of friend where if you need anything, you just call her. Yeah. So we love Christy and we really love Nightmare Toys. Nightmare Mm -hmm. Toys is amazing. I want to spend all my money there. (laughs) Nightmare Toys is your horror depot. Okay? It really, really is. It's your horror depot is what it is. Yes. I can't, I can't go on the website that much, though, because I, I get... Like... You see
1: too much stuff you want to buy. Exactly.
0: Right. That's why I don't I go on sad. there. Yeah. I don't, and then I get I sad not that know. I can't have it all. So <laughs> I, just, I just would rather not know. Yeah. I don't get on there. <laughs> so please check out Nightmare Toys, especially if you're in need of a t shirt or a replica, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A DvD, mm-hmm. a book. They, they have all they have all those things. They have horror themed air fresheners. Yep. They have it all. They got stickers, they've got more t shirts. They have Christmas ornaments. So yes, Nightmare Toys is my My favorite online store. Nightmare Toys, I like more than Amazon.
1: Well, yeah, because Nightmare Toys is all horror all the time.
0: I know, just like me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, check out Nightmare Toys. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, I think that about wraps it up. Unless you have anything else. Nope, that's it. All right. Wonderful. So, guys, have a wonderful April. We hope that everyone is happy and healthy and doing well right now. And we hope stay safe. We hope by the time this episode drops that things are going a little bit better in our world and country. But who knows? But at least you'll have a fun podcast to listen to if it's not. Correct? Correct. With that, guys, I'm Summer. I'm Tori. And this has been the Dolls of Horror. We will see you later. Bye. Bye.
2: This has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at of Horror, or on Twitter at dollsofhorror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time.
1: She's like, I can't believe I didn't know you this morning. And they just got done having sex. And I'm like, Jesus, oh my god. What is going on here? <laughs> You're sitting here basically admitting, I didn't know who you were this morning. I just met you, but here, I'm going to go ahead and sleep with you. And you're in your van of all places, which was the 80s, it was the 70s, 80s, whatever.
0: It's his shagging wagon.
1: It's his shagging wagon, yeah. So that's what they did back then, I guess. But it's like, geez, you just met the guy this morning. He takes you to prom, and then you still feel obligated to sleep with him in his van. Come on, man. Bitch, you don't need any more mascara. Your eyelashes look like spider legs. What are you doing? <laughs>
0: It's his shagging wagon.
1: It's his shagging wagon, yes.